0: Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Nick and Scotty here, and we are joined with a very special guest, Ant Watterson of the Roker Report. He is here to break down everything that has to do with Team England. Ant, the game is tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us for making some time. How are you feeling, first and foremost?
1: Yeah, really good. Yeah. Thanks very much for having us on, by the way. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm quite confident going in tomorrow. Obviously, it's uh, it's a derby, you know. England and Wales. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, yes, misplaced hatred there, but um, I'm quite confident that we'll we'll get the job done. I think it has to be a complete and utter disaster for England to go out, but it is England, so you never know. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> in, in one thing uh, this World Cup has shown us all, I think, through two complete match days, uh, as we're talking right now. I, I mean, it's it's been unpredictable, right? A lot of the favorites have gone down. Um, you know, nobody's really had it easy uh, through two games, anyway.
1: No, and, and and I think it makes for an interesting final, you know, round of group games where I think there's only you know France who've got through, and I think Brazil are through now, aren't they? After, yeah. after winning yeah. today, but it just it just makes it's what you want, isn't it? In the last the last few days of the group stages, you want it to be exciting. You want the, you want your teams to put the best teams out, you know. Um. So for to getting into that last week, where I mean, especially in the the group of death with Spain, Germany, Costa Rica, and Japan, where any one of the two of those four can go through it's going to be a really really exciting final week of the groups
2: yeah i think it's been interesting having the world cup in the middle of the seasons like this you know obviously the players are, are at least in in form but they don't have as much time with their their national clubs or their national teams um because they get released from the clubs you know the week before the group stage starts so i think that's definitely kind of played into these early games of the group stage a little bit where you haven't quite seen the gelling uh, happen right off the bat like you normally would of the world cup where you, you typically would have like two or three weeks together before you, the, the group stage kicks off
1: yeah i'm i'm not really a fan of it being in the winter especially obviously over here it's like quite cold at the minute yeah. and uh, quite like you know well world cup in the summer way and go out have a few have a few beers with your friends in a beer garden where at the minute you'll just yeah. get frostbite if you want to do that. <laughs> so um, it's a little bit, a little bit strange. I haven't really got up for it. And obviously, you know, where it's at, you know, obviously with the human rights record and everything, it's a little bit of a shame that, sure. you know, it, it had, it's had to come to that. And that's been the kind of overriding message, hasn't it? But um, listen, you know, the football has is, is done the talking, And so far, the football's been OK, hasn't it? There's not been that many games where it's been a dull nil-nil. Um, even some of the nil nils in the groups, even you know the Portugal and Uruguay one was was quite sorry. Portugal, Uruguay, Uruguay and uh, Korea was a really yep. good game. Um, just funnily enough, I finished nil nil. But there has been some really. I mean, today has been absolutely fantastic, hasn't it? What a, what a deal yeah. we've had today!
2: Yeah, I think we had eleven goals in the first two games, and just had a. I mean, there was only one goal in the Brazil game, but it felt like there could have been at least three or four. So mm-hmm. definitely a, a more high-powered offensive day today than, than some of the other days. No doubt about it. So
0: so let's get into the squad here, man. We're, we're talking about this, um, you know, obviously England and the United States have already played. They drew in match day two. Uh, USA actually unbeaten against England in the World Cup. You know, not that many fixtures, but that's something, uh, I think that's something for us to be proud of for whatever it's worth. Um, what are your thoughts from from an England perspective, man? What would you make of that game?
1: Um, I thought the USA played a really, really good game. I thought we were awful, to be honest, and... Um, I think the, the game kind of, it just, it just didn't ignite that did you were expecting something to happen and it didn't quite happen. Um, I think the first 15 minutes, if we'd managed to get a goal then, it might have been a completely different game. Yeah. But as soon as England realised that the, the the game plan that worked so well against Iran wasn't working against the US, they didn't really come up with anything else there was no plan b and you just saw like how quickly America got into the into the game and you know had the better chances obviously with Pulisic hitting the bar um had America scored in that game I wouldn't have been surprised at all um I was quite happy in the end that we kept a clean sheet I think that's what Southgate was looking for to be honest I think we played quite a cautious game knowing a draw was unlikely enough but I like to see you know I'd like to see my teams play you know play expansive football to be honest so um but yeah fair play to, to the U.S. The, the the game plan was was brilliant you know probably set to a tee, um fully deserved the draw probably should have come away with all three to be honest
2: yeah I think even us on our side we were pretty surprised at how much possession the U.S. Yeah. had in that match I think we all kind of expected you know Jude Bellingham Declan Rice to kind of Control the midfield and and really dictate the the play uh, during that game, but it really didn't seem to come to fruition. Uh, I'm curious, you know, was that something that kind of also took you by surprise, or or are you kind of were you kind of expecting that maybe uh, England were willing to kind of concede a little bit more possession to hopefully open up you know chances of attack on the counter?
1: I think if you compare the both the games against Iran first and then the US, where Bellingham and Rice seemed to be getting forward a lot more and playing a lot more forward passes, whereas mm-hmm. especially in the second half, we were seeming to be going backwards quite a lot. And then obviously Southgate changed it by bringing Henderson on, which, which I think did calm England down a little bit. And you know Henderson's that wise old owl. You know he he knows what he knows how to you know change the game really. And I thought when he came on, we were we were doing all right, but. What surprised me was the lack of Phil Foden. Um, you know, Phil Foden's got the the ability to change the game. You know, he's done it for Man City, he's done it at the highest level. Um, that was very, very surprising. I don't know whether Southgate's lost a little bit of trust in him, where, whereas I didn't think Mason Mount was doing anything. So for Foden not to come on was was weird. But yeah, I think, you know, to answer your question is, I thought, we just weren't passing... The balls forward, bringing our wide men into, into the game as much, and you saw how deep Kane was getting as well. Harry Kane was coming into you know pretty much into his own half to get the ball, and when that happens, you know that England are struggling, and and we saw that a lot in the Nations League and the qualifiers where Harry Kane was getting starved of a lot of uh, a lot of the ball and was coming in to get it, and we ended up not scoring that many goals uh, in the Nations League, so um, it was. A little bit of a throwback. It was unexpected after the Iran game when I thought we were excellent. Um, but, hey, we didn't lose. Uh, we got Wales tomorrow, and I think we'll do the job in Wales. And it's just about qualifying at the minute, isn't it? You yeah. know, you, you want to peak at the right time. And to peak against Iran at 6-2 would have been very early. So I think we've got a little bit more A our locker in store for the rest of the tournament.
0: I think you're spot on. Scotty made uh, mention during the game, Mason Mount was invisible. I mean, I yeah. just, you know, at what point... Do you look to make an adjustment? And I I mean you, you've already answered that. I think that was just a um, you know, from, from our perspective, that was a big surprise from Southgate. You know, you gotta you gotta switch something up because as you said, the you know, the same tactics aren't working in this game.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and if you if you look back to to the Euros when we played like a five, we could easily have done that, you know. It, it, we've got so much depth in this squad. And, and you've got five subs to bring on so you, you can change formation you know twice a game can't you really if mm-hmm. if something's not working you can you've use them subs correctly um but yeah i mean he, he, like i say for ford and not to get a minute in that game when we he, obviously we needed a goal we were looking to get a goal it was it was strange i don't know whether he's keeping them for this for, for the Wales game or not i, I don't know what what changes he will make if any um but i'm i'm fully expect to see Foden in the starting 11. Um, but it was just straight. I think it was just very, very, you know, cautious, not wanting to lose where mm. I'd like to see my team try and win. Um, which, t- to be fair, that's probably Gareth Southgate as England manager in a, in a tea really. So, mm. um, you know, it happened at some point. <laughs> it's happened, I'm afraid. Yeah, so I think
2: maybe we can kind of touch on that a bit more. I mean, Southgate's tenure as as England's manager has been a bit polarizing. I think he's, you know, achieved a, a lot of, you know, pretty good tournament results. But I think he's also been someone that's, Seems to be consistently on the on the hot seat, at least um, from from what we read over over on the side of the, the ocean. Um, what's been your opinion of how he's kind of handled the World Cup so far? Has he been doing a decent job, or do you think he's kind of made some questionable decisions? Other whether it's with the lineups or or even like the the players he chose to to bring and, and the players that he may have left uh, back in England.
1: I had absolutely no issues with the squad. Um, I would have probably like have seen an extra center forward just. I don't think Harry Kane's hundred percent fit, and you know to be fair to Callum Wilson, um, I say this as a Southern fan. He plays for Newcastle, but but he's a great striker. But he's also susceptible to a hamstring injury or or any injury. To be honest, so I would like to have seen another centre forward, uh, maybe Ivan Tony or, or someone on those lines. Um, although Tony has been um, charged by the yeah. FA for <laughs> Probably, probably stopped. That's probably what stopped him from coming, mm-hmm. to be honest. But um, the biggest one was James Madison getting on on the plane because he's been absolutely on fire for Leicester and Southgate hasn't really picked him. But uh, Madison's come over with an injury, so you know he hasn't mm-hmm. um, hasn't happened yet. Southgate on a whole, you, you can't argue with his tournament, you know, results. We've got a semi final in the last World Cup where no one was expected to do anything. Probably, probably should have beat Croatia, um, but you know, took an early lead and didn't. And then in the Euros, we got the final again, took an early lead, didn't build on it, and lost. I just think he's a little bit safe. You know, he, he kind of he he he's a defend. He was a defender in his trade, and you can see that he's a very very cautious manager. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think we've got a pool of players that is the best for a, a long time. You know. I'm talking, you know, even, the, you know, going back to 2002 when, you know, David Beckham, Michael Owen, sure. Paul Scholes were playing. I think this squad is capable of winning a major tournament, but we, we're held back slightly because our manager's not letting them off the leash, um, you know, to go out and play that, you know, free-flowing football. Like what you see with the Brazilians, like we you see with the French, they're capable of doing it. And I, and I don't think the, the Brazilian manager or the French manager is that, that bothered if they concede a goal because they know they're going to score more than the opposition. Whereas Southgate, I think, is very much to keep the clean sheet and banging on that will score, you know, uh, later on in the game. So a lot of one nils, a lot of two ones, he's quite happy with. I say that we won 6-2 in the first game, but never mind. No,
0: I mean, I think that's an interesting take. And, you know, you mentioned, right, we're, we're in game three. It's all about qualifying. That's really the only thing that mm-hmm. matters, right? We all want to go out and see our country play the best they possibly can. Um, but four points after two matches, you have to be... Somewhat happy with that, right? You control your own destiny. A, a draw, a win, we're through.
1: Yeah, that's it. And, and and like I said, it's all about qualifying in the first. The first. That's the first instance. We went out in the group stages. There would be there would be absolute chaos back in England. So, uh, you know, because even though like all four sides, I think it's the only group that all four sides are in the top twenty or the top twenty-five. Um, so it's not a, it's not an easy group. But when right. they went all got drawn out. I looked at it and went, nah, we should qualify from that. It's no disrespect to all three of the sides because no, obviously absolutely. they're on merit, you know. Um, but yeah, to be unbeaten, you know, we've got a clean sheet, you know, that that's that's ticked off. You know, we, we, we've shown how capable we are going forward against Iran when we scored some lovely goals, played some very, very nice football. So it's there, the whole nucleus is there. I think it's just about, you know, kind of putting it all into one. Um, and like I said before, you, you don't want to peak in the groups, do you? You want to get better and better as the tournament progresses. So, um, you know, we've got a little bit of a difficult run to the to the finals. There's a possibility of the French in the quarters, which I think will be, if both teams get there, that'll be one of the games of the tournament. But um, there's, no, there's no denying that we probably should be reaching the semis, um, you know, the, the country of England stature, probably with the players we've got. Majority of them playing very, very well in the Premier League. Um, this should be doing better than than quarters. I think. I think going going out in the quarters would be, um, I would say, lots of failure at this World Cup. To be honest, after what I've seen so far of the other sides. Yeah, I think you know, like we said earlier, they've had success in these tournaments. Whether it was
2: Euros in twenty twenty, the previous World Cup, they've made it to at least the semis in in both of those. What do you see as being the the strength of this team that's going to really drive uh, you know, the nucleus of this team forward and, and achieve that level of success in this World Cup? Is it going to be on the back of that defense that's anchored by, you know, Stones and Maguire that spend their consistent piece? Or do you think that Jude and, and, and Declan, who are, are, you know, relatively young midfield, um, can kind of emerge and kind of take that next step into, you know, the, their international careers and becoming the... the you know, England's next big midfield, like you mentioned, with, with Scholes and Lampard and Gerrard of the past? Or do you think it's Harry Kane and his his veteran leadership and his ability to score and create and pretty much any match he plays in? Uh, do you think that's going to be the key in, in getting them to, you know, the semifinals or the finals?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think we've got that, like, you know, that go to player, like obviously France with Mbappe, Brazil with Neymar, you know, that go to player where we've got one outstanding one. I think it's just a good team nucleus where. You know, Harry Kane kind of plays as our quarterback. You know, he's, he, he does it for Spurs where he comes in, gets the ball, brings the mm-hmm. wide men into, into play. You saw what he did when, um, I think it was when he played in Rashford, wasn't it, for, for Rashford's goal against Iran, that he's so capable of doing that. And that I think that's what Salgate wants. He wants us to be so tight at the back where we don't concede many, if at all. Then he wants our midfield bat- to win that battle, first of all, which was won so, so easily against Iran and not so easily against the US, which, again, credit the US for doing that. And then that's bringing out, you know, our Flair players as Saka, Sterling. um, I I can see them, uh, the kind of two, that he wants to score the most goals, not necessarily Kane. Um, And Kane can obviously pick up the scraps um, from that. So I don't think there's anything like, I don't think there's anyone outstanding where you're expecting them to to kick on. You're expecting them all as a group to kick on. Um, But like going back to Bellingham and Rice, Bellingham, I think, has been absolutely outstanding. I know he was a little bit poor on uh, the other night against the states, but his club form for, for Dortmund, and you, you're just watching him do you know kick it up in the Champions League? I mean, the guy's only what 18 19 years old, he's not, not an old player at all, you know. And he just he's just got like kind of skills and experience beyond his years, He just looks like a really really good player. Um, so I'm hoping from this tournament he's the one where. We can build the side around in future for future generations of, of an England player to come up through the ranks.
0: Fair enough. So <clears throat> the question I hate to ask, but I, I feel like I have to, um, you know, strength is everywhere. If there is one position or, or one player, one weakness, what do you think might ultimately hold this team back?
1: Um, I worry about, although he was immense the other night, I, I do worry about Harry Maguire. Um, Mm -hmm. his club form has just not been it's not been great you know he struggled to get in at Man United and you know there is a lot of stick that goes Harry Maguire's way Um, but I would against a very good side in in the latter stage of the competition where England may not dominate possession um, and they may have to rely on counter-attacks you're putting a world-class player like Mbappe against England's defence I would be I would be quite worried you know even you know, even Trippi at right back the other the other day, I thought he was very poor, um, and he, you know he got caught so many times out of position. And you worry against a, a top quality, world class player how we would how we would you know cope with that. I would also worry about maybe going a goal behind. Um, we haven't really seen that under Southgate where England go goal behind and come back and really romp the victory. So that would be. Um, it, I don't know if tomorrow night would be a really like nice kind of. I don't want don't want to say I want Wales to score first, but it would be something for a neutral that uh, to see how great this team could be if Wales were to score first early on to see how they recovered and how that because obviously the Plan B would have to come into to action straight away. So it would be nice to see what this Plan B would do and how how it would uh, how it would that really?
2: You mentioned Trippier as being a potential spot that you know, didn't really have the best game against the US, but. Trippier really only playing because of the injury to Reese James, correct? Uh, are you are you noticing a, a you know Reece James's absence a bit more in this term than you expected, or um, do you think that Trippier, despite the game against us, is, is has the potential to kind of fill in, in in an admirable way?
1: If if we were to play three centre halves, I would I would have you know obviously I would miss Reese James more, but as a right back, I probably would prefer Trippier. Okay. Uh, I prefer Kyle Walker over the pair of them, but you know Kyle Walker's picked up a little injury, so he, I think he's due back tomorrow. So I would like to see him start tomorrow. But Rhys James is an excellent wing back. Don't get me wrong. I, I worry about all of England's full backs, bar Kyle Walker, that their defensive ability. You know, um, you know we got Trent, who's who's with us at the minute, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who can't defend. Excellent going forward but he can't defend. So you put him against a, a top-quality defender now, it would frighten the, the light I out.
0: maintain that that's every wing-back
1: in today's game. I don't, I don't like lightly. to put it all on him. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, 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 more than likely. But... I'm, I'm kind of a traditionalist where I, I like my defenders to defend first. Sure. Um, I know that that's gone out the game now, but, you know, I would like a defender to defend, especially when you're playing a four. Um, yeah. you need Your right-back does need to be able to defend, whereas I thought Trippier, even though... He was caught so much out of position. He, he did kind of recover well. So, um Reece James, to, to answer your question, is a massive loss to any side. But I think that's what why we've went to a fourth back because of obviously you know there was Reese James injured. There was Kyle Walker injured, which is your two first choice right wing backs. And uh, so we've had to obviously rely on on Cameron who's not getting any younger. He's thirty one, so you know he's he's into the you know the the final stages of his career and. Even though I thought he was excellent against Iran, he I thought he was very, very poor the other night. And uh, I'm not just saying that because he plays for Newcastle. It's just a general observation. <laughs> Don't want to be biased. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, as we
2: shift gears now, I mean, obviously we, we talked about it, but big game tomorrow night, Tuesday night. It's probably tonight if you're listening to the, the podcast uh, against Wales. Very hard to not advance. I think that there are actually odds on it. It's like plus 10,000. So uh, you're looking at a thousand to one chance for England to actually get eliminated in the group stage. But I think, you know, you have an opportunity here to win your group and make your, at least your first knockout opponent, maybe a little bit easier than, than it has to be. What are you expecting from this match? Are you expecting England to come out on the front foot and and really try to just take control of the game? Or do you expect it to be a little more like the US match where it's kind of cagier and both sides are trying to, you know, feel each other out before someone goes for that knockout punch?
1: Well, Wales have to go for it, don't they? So Mm -hmm. I'm expecting Wales to come out, you know, really, you know, as an attack and expansive uh, side. And, and for us to pick them off, you know, like as a, as a counter-attack in there, counter-attack side, bringing our pace into, into play. um, You know, wheels are poor, aren't they? They were, they were very, very ordinary the other night against mm. um, against Iran. Um, and I even thought against the US. I thought yes. the US should have been out of sight in the first half. Yes. Um, You know, I got, got the goal, probably should have got another. And then when, if I mean fair play to Kiefer Moore, when he came on, he, he did change the game, but... I think that, you know, the US were probably happier with that point. Sorry, I mean, Wales were happier with that point than yeah. the US. Um, I thought, like I say, I thought you guys should have been out of sight. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, listen, the form book goes out the window in, in these kind of games, mm-hmm. especially, you know, two teams from the British Isles playing each other. They will want to win, even if they go out, they want to go out on a high, they want to take home a bit of pride in them. I just think that their best players, the like Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey, haven't came to the fore yet. And I worry about whether they're match fit yet. Um, but I'm, I'm expecting tomorrow to be, you know, a really, you know, gung-ho, bloodthirsty game. To be honest, I think it'll be a really good game. But I'll be very disappointed if we don't come away with the three points. I want us to top the group. There's nobody in in group here that I'm overly worried about. Even if the Dutch come second, I'm not worried about the Dutch. Absolutely. the three. Obviously, Qatar are out, and the other two sides I think are poor. Um, So it, it, I would kind of expect us to advance in the last 16 it's the quarterfinals where it gets a little bit hairy but yeah tomorrow as long as we win i'm happy <laughs> you mentioned
2: obviously phil foden wasn't in uh you would have liked to see him in uh, kyle walker maybe will be fit in time for this match are you anticipating southgate making any changes in the starting 11 for this match or do you think he tries to keep it with the same group and then change with subs as he needs to throughout the match
1: um, I, I would be very, very surprised if Ford's name isn't on isn't on the team sheet, even if they have to change formation. Um, I will be very, very surprised if he isn't in. Um, there's a little bit of a, a rumor going around that Harry Kane may be rested, but I wouldn't do that it, unless he's injured because obviously he yeah, took, yeah, took a knock yeah. against Iran, didn't he? Yeah. Where it did look like it was a pretty bad injury, but he, he played on. Um, so it might the mere rest Kane with with knowing that it, it's going to take something special for us not to go through. Um, other than that, I don't think he'll make that many changes. I think he's quite happy with, you know, the team he's got at the moment. Um, but the main one is, you know, you've got to, you've got to bring your your best players and Phil Foden, for me, is in the top three of our England's best players. So I would have him in for Mason mount as a start. And I would love to see Kyle Walker just get some minutes under his belt. Um, but apart from that there, they're probably the two I'll make, um, and take out Cameron Trippy. I'm really sorry, Kieran. and um, <laughs> and Mason Mount. All right, so I think we get we're down to the the nitty
2: gritty here. Um, so we've we've discussed England's success. What's your prediction? Do you think that this is the year that England, you know, quote unquote, brings it home? Is this their tournament to finally bring home that that coveted, you know, trophy? The the top of the group, the uh, champions of the world, so to speak.
1: Um, I don't think we'll win it this year. No, uh, I think it'll be. Probably the French or Brazil. Rega- it depends how Neymar's injury is. If Neymar's, you know, out for the rest of the tournament, then I don't think Brazil will win it. But
0: and it took them a while. And listen, I'm I'm very very high on Brazil. I'm sorry to cut you off. I mean, I I said from the start of this tournament that you know it was theirs to lose. They looked really ordinary for 50 minutes today against Switzerland. Yeah. I mean, without him, it, the, switching that formation, the four three three did not seem to suit them. Um, so I agree with you. I think that's a huge. Bump up for a France or a Spain um, at this point in time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was literally just about to come on to Spain. I think the I think Spain will be deep. I think they'll go quite deep in the tournament. Um, the way they played against, I know they were playing against a poor Costa Rica side, but then look what Costa Rica did against Japan. So you know, Costa Rica were obviously not as bad as what we we're all thought. I just can't say beyond. I, for some reason, I can't say beyond the French this year. I just think yeah. that the, 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 there's nobody retained it for that long. As I just think that with Mbappe hitting hitting the straps quite early in the tournament, he'll be he'll probably go all the way. I think, but you know, for England, providing you know, providing that quarterfinal happens, England can beat anyone on the day. You know, yeah. if they bring the A game, they are capable of bringing of beating anybody on the day. But it's whether that day happens, it's whether that Southgate is willing to throw yeah. all those eggs in one basket and really go for it. Um, which would be it it would be the um the question to answer, to be honest. But I would be more confident about England winning the Euros um in twenty twenty four than what I am about winning the World Cup this year.
0: Yeah, I mean I know Scotty was very high in
1: France as well. I
0: think um, you know, you mentioned right there the current holders, their the record speaks for itself. I think um, the Benzema injury and some of their other injuries may come back to haunt them a little bit later in the tournament. Let's see how that plays out. But to, to give England a little credit here. I mean, I think this is a much weaker Argentina side than we all anticipated. Um, yeah. I think, you know, Brazil, we mentioned it, they're going to need to stay healthy and get Neymar back. Germany hasn't looked great. Um, you know, Spain has looked good, but I don't think they have the forward that they need to carry them potentially to, to this title. So, uh, I mean, from where I'm standing now, assuming they take care of business, they've got a good chance as anybody,
1: uh, quite honestly. I think, as you said, England could beat anybody on their day. It's a tournament where I think every big side has got a flaw. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we, you take Neymar out, out of Brazil and, and yeah, they were, they, were, they were poor, they were ordinary today. weren't then if he's out for the rest of the tournament, then I would probably write them off, to be honest. Because uh, I think they're I think a big side like you know, uh, and I'm not taking anything away from Switzerland. I think the Swiss are an excellent side, but a, a side with a, a really good midfield and centre forward will probably take them out. Um, yeah. I, I can't write Germany off, even though they have looked <laughs> and they were so close to going out last night, weren't they? But um, I can't write them off at the minute. Um, and I say I think I think Spain. Spain. once they come up against, you know, an experienced side who who may go through them a little bit, if you know what I mean, like a, a mm-hmm. side not dirty but a little bit of a harder team, um, who'll go through some of the players, and they're a young squad, aren't they? And they maybe need that one player of experience that'll come mm-hmm. in and just calm the calm the ship down a little bit, so to speak. So it's it's it is it is flawed, like I say with with France there. Benzema being out if that goes deep into the tournament and Giroud doesn't fire then yeah. you know they haven't got anyone else to come off the bench have they? so it is it is a World Cup where I wouldn't be surprised you know if, if, if it was a surprise winner if you know what I mean by that I think no. a lot of sides can win it um, it's not just a big four or there's there's always a favourite isn't there where I think this year it's, it's very very open and, and I think that's what, what we're seeing in the tournament at the minute where how, it's, how the football's been so open and we've seen these shot results for
0: sure Well, Ant, really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, Please tell the listeners where they can find you, um, what else you're doing.
1: Yeah, no worries. So yeah, we're at um, Roker Report, which is um, we're on Twitter at Roker, Report. We're at Roker Report at SBNation.com. Um It's pretty much if you're a Sunderland supporter, uh, we've got everything. Um, and we won a we won a part of me. We won an award a couple of weeks ago, so you would have to plug that. Um, and I'm am- congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and I'm also on a podcast called What a Ball Lake. You can find that on uh, WABA.com. Uh, pod and that's on Twitter and we're on all of your socials as well Um which is basically just a football pod talking about you know all things football and all sports really we've a, we, uh, had a few guests on that as well so yeah quite a busy boy to be honest on the podcast front. Awesome man well we can't thank you enough for taking the time today and giving us that that thorough rundown as
0: you guys heard our man knows his shit so
1: uh, <laughs>
0: open invite brother we, we carry we excuse me we cover the Premier League uh, pretty much every week so uh anytime you want to come back on we Love to have you. Thank you Yeah, again. the
1: shoot was up, guys. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Yeah, um, and fingers crossed the Americans join us in the That's group. That's man. Um, yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. So I think you guys will be a spoiler for someone in the knockout stages if uh, you manage to get that far. So I will be having the fingers crossed that uh, the U.S. do the job as well as England tomorrow night. Us as well. Best of luck
0: to you. Thank you again.